Listener Production. Welcome to State Crime Command, the official podcast of the New South Wales Police Force. I'm your host, Adam Shand. For the past month, police have been using geo-targeting to find high-risk missing people using emergency alerts to mobile phones. It's proving to be a powerful tool as people become accustomed to receiving a text from New South Wales Police. The technology again proved the difference in a desperate search for an elderly man who will call Bill for privacy reasons. got a phone call late at night, about 11, 11.30 at night, that my mother had gone to sleep and he left via the back door and, you know, he wouldn't normally do something like that. It was April 15 this year, and for 51-year-old Michael, the drama began with a phone call from his mother. His 83-year-old father, Bill, had left their home at Hornsby in Sydney's north in the middle of the night. He's left and he's got out through the side gate and he's gone wandering in the dark by himself, yeah. Local police were called and Michael began a search of his own. So you started looking with the neighbour. Has your father gone walkabout before? Uh, he did once, but he just sort of went up to the, the train station and we found him pretty quickly. That was about uh, two years ago. And it's not his normal behaviour, but with his condition of dementia, you can't really sort of predict a logical explanation for his actions. So. After searching for two or three hours, I think it was about two o'clock in the morning, I was at the police station making the missing persons report and then uh, I immediately continued the search for my father. Where did you search for him, Michael? Almost every street in the within a five kilometre radius and then I actually started looking at all the train stations, you know, four or five stops either side of the local train station. Uh, I searched all the parks, I searched all the schools that didn't have fences, And then I started thinking about it, I'm searching for someone on foot in a car. So then I thought, well, my father's quite old. He probably won't be walking up a steep road. So I was just trying to walk along all the flat roads to try to find him. And I just wasn't able to find him, but I kept coming back to an area. I just had a feeling about this area. After exhausting all avenues, Hornsby Police decided to use their geo-targeting tool to find Bill. Well, I received a phone call at about 6.30 in the morning from the commander of Karingai Area Command, Inspector Slater, and uh, he was making suggestions, asking me questions about where he thought my father might go, and we were trying to get a strategy together as to how we could find him best. And he asked my permission to let out the geo messaging, which sent out an SMS signal to everyone in the area. If they found him, they could identify him because I think that uh, he wasn't really able to communicate clearly who he was and that he was in need of help. The alert went out to all mobiles in the area where Bill went missing. Police have now used geo-targeting six times since its introduction in March 2021. My name is Glenn Brown. I'm a detective inspector and the manager of the Missing Persons Registry State Crime Command. Uh, When the Missing Persons Registry commenced operating, we realised that vulnerable people in our community were overrepresented in our missing persons statistics. It was completely apparent that we had 
so many people with dementia and young people with autism that went missing. And we knew we needed to do more. So we sort of searched around both um, nationally and internationally to see what other law enforcement agencies were doing. We didn't really see anything that met our needs, but then we realised that we had the Telstra emergency alert system that was used for natural emergencies, bushfires, floods and those types of things. And it seemed to us that it was a tool that we might be able to use for vulnerable people that go missing. The technology has turned every member of the public with a mobile phone into part of the search effort. It was a normal, everyday, drop the kids at daycare, my husband at the station, and then grab a coffee and come home. At first, Candace was sceptical. So firstly, my husband said, there's a text message for a missing person and I didn't get it on my phone yet. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I don't have that. And then when I looked at my phone later, I did have the text message. Well, so we're taught not to click on links, right? And especially working for a a bank. (laughs) I didn't click on the link, but the text message had at least his name and his age in there. So we weren't sure whether it was a scam or not. We've never received a message like that before. So yeah, wasn't sure what to do with it. Then I went and dropped my kids off and my husband and grabbed a coffee and headed back home. And as I came down our street, I saw someone lying on the grass out the side of my neighbour's house, to which I thought it was my elderly neighbour who's in his 90s. So I jumped out of the car and ran down and realised it wasn't my neighbour and put two and two together that maybe this was the missing person. Firstly, I asked him if his name was... And he said, that's me. So I knew I was on the right track. So I just called triple zero and ran inside at the same time and got a sleeping bag and a pillow so that I could keep him warm and comfortable. While I was inside, one of my neighbours was staying with him. By the time I got back out, the police had already arrived and the policeman called an ambulance. Bill's son, Michael. Bye. 7.30, quarter to 8, someone had responded to the message because they'd found him. And how did you feel at that moment? Oh, I was elated. I was onto my phone to my mother at the time and uh, another phone call was coming through and I just hung up and took the phone call and it was one of the detectives on the case and he informed me uh, the location of where my father was and when I turned up, the the nice young lady who found him and Inspector Slater were already on the scene and uh, it was a great relief to confirmed that that was him and uh, that although he was in a hypothermic condition and he wasn't making much sense um, that we'd found him and he was okay. I called him the 2021 hide-and-seek champion. Candace. So I stayed with him while he got put into the ambulance and his son arrived during that time. And so his son came back and provided me with a lovely bunch of flowers and a really beautiful card and has been keeping me updated on health and whether he's still in hospital or not. During the night, Michael had already covered the location where Candace found his father. He'd missed Bill by only a few metres. He just happened to be just down a little laneway, only about three houses in it, and if I had have gone down there, I would have found him. But, you know, he'd fallen over, he'd hurt his hip, he'd hurt his elbow, he's hurt his knees, he wasn't able to walk. For Candace, finding Bill has raised her status at home. <laughs> My older son saw it on the news with us and about an hour later he asked me if I was now famous. 
And then my my youngest, who's four years old, he saw it the next morning. We recorded it on my phone and he was a bit perplexed on how I managed to get into the TV. <laughs> All in a day's work for you. Uh, all in a day's work, yes. My husband has been very <laughs> much saying that to me. He got a message um, a couple of days later of a man missing in Warrawee and suggested I stay home from work and go and find him. So, <laughs> yes. so this is how these emergency alerts work. The message will always come from the same number, 444444. In each SMS, police will provide a Twitter or Facebook bit link with an image of the missing person. In some cases, an automated voice message will also be sent to landlines. Glenn Brown, manager of the Missing Persons Registry. Adam, it's an incredibly important message that we're trying to get out. We intend to use this tool more and more often for high-risk and vulnerable missing people. So people need to be aware that they might receive an SMS message on their mobile device, whether it be a telephone or some sort of tablet, informing them that there is a high-risk missing person in their area. It's definitely not a scam. It's something that we will be using more and more often. Concerns have also been raised about whether police have acquired private phone numbers for these alerts. That's not the case. Yes, that concern has been raised with us, but I can assure people that we don't have anybody's number. This system is operated by Telstra. We informed that system that we would like to send out an emergency alert and the system automatically does that. It automatically sends a message to every device that's communicating with a tower or a series of towers. The New South Wales Police Force don't know who those messages are going to. We, in fact, never see those numbers. Michael and family are grateful to police for this new initiative. Oh, look, I can't say more about the service. It's absolutely made the difference between finding my father in time, so... And the back of your mind, of course, is so many elderly people do perish in circumstances just like that. Oh, look, it's a great worry for anyone who's got a loved one who's missing, especially someone as vulnerable as my father. Candace says even if you're reluctant to click the link to access the picture of the missing person, you can still help bring them home. There's enough information there for you to be able to call the person by their name and get a response if they're able to do so. And the information in that text message was enough for me to provide triple zero for them to fill in the information they needed to ensure that they could connect the missing person. For further information on geotargeting, please visit emergencyalert.gov.au. State Crime Command is produced in collaboration with the New South Wales Police Force and Real Crime Australia. Written and produced by Adam Shand. Executive producer, Grant Tothill. Original music and mixing by Matt Nikolic. The associate producer is Sarah Grinberg. Research by Nolly Wei Shand. Digital producer, Jack Shand. Producer for New South Wales Police, Alexandra Fisher. Listener.